resurrection message. I want to show you something, though. Uh, look, look, look with me to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 22. We're going to just back it up a little bit. Uh, Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. And uh, let me just paint the picture here. The Sadducees, they were the religious people of that day. And what the Sadducees were doing, they were trying to trick Jesus up. As a matter of fact, they, had, they, they didn't really believe in the resurrection. The resurrection of the believers or anyone as, anyone as a matter of fact. So the Sadducees doubted, if you would, the resurrection. There are many today that doubt the resurrection. Some say his body was stolen. Some say that it never happened. It's fiction. Because it's impossible, according to the natural mind, to raise from the dead. I love the scripture that says that what's impossible with man is possible with God. And I'm encouraged, amen, in a time like this, on resurrection morning, to understand that he is alive. Amen. He's not dead. That he is in full control of everything. And not only is he in full control, but the same God that did it before is the same God that can do it again. But as I'm thinking about the Sadducees and how they were questioning, they had a question about, here's what their question was about. Their question was about marriage. That in the resurrection, they brought up a situation or a scenario, amen, and they were trying to trick Jesus up. Jesus, you know how Jesus is. Jesus responded right back to him saying, you know what? You guys got it twisted. You guys don't even understand what's going on. And I hope that's not the case with you and I as we look at the resurrection today. So if you have your Bibles, would you stand for the reading of God's word? Amen. Wherever you are, please stand for the reading of God's word. Amen. Wherever you are right now, amen. Just stand for the reading of God's word. And let's look for it. Let's look at it. Jesus said that, Jesus said that Matthew 22 verse 30, it says, For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage. Some of you are like, woo, thank you, Jesus. But are like angels in heaven. Amen. This is Jesus answering. But regarding the resurrection of the dead, watch what he says. Have you not read what was spoken to God, to you by God? Watch this. I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac. And the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead. I wish I had somebody. He is not the God of the dead. I'm going to say it one more time. He is not the God of the dead. 
but the God of the living. I want to talk about this morning, the God of the living. Amen. We know that he's the God of the living. The God, the God of the living. This resurrection morning is different than any other resurrection mornings that we have ever experienced in our lives. We are all confined to our homes. And if you would, COVID-19 has us all on house arrest. We can't leave our homes to come to the house of God to worship our God. But in spite of all, Today, I greet you in the matchless, magnificent, amen, name of Jesus Christ. I greet you today to say to you that today, he is alive. And he is well, and he's seated at the right hand of God. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, who suffered on Friday. Stayed in the grave all day Saturday. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. Today, there's no mistake that we're here celebrating with all that our nation is going through. When I prepared this message on Wednesday, The national death toll was only 11,000. That was on Wednesday. Yesterday, the number rose to 20,000. Amen. And it was 400,000 people confirmed cases nationwide. Today, it's 500,000. Amen. Confirm cases today. Death may try to take the spotlight on this resurrection morning. But today we know that clearly, hallelujah, we celebrate the life, the death, and the resurrection of our Lord And Savior Jesus the Christ. Death will not overshadow. This beautiful day. Called Resurrection Sunday. I want to encourage you. That even though there are 20,000 people. And the number is climbing who have died. Or will die. We have a God Who's the God of the living? We who are alive today, hallelujah, we who are alive today must understand that we are not alone. 
that the God who sustains this world, the God who holds this world in his hands is alive and well. And he knows exactly what's going on. I want to encourage you today to take this time to remember that he is the God of the living. And if you have breath in your body, and if you can say amen right where you are, come on somebody. I hope you can say amen because the God of the living, hallelujah, he's watching. He knows, he sees, he understands. Before a word comes out your mouth, he knows it. And I'm grateful today. The reason I went in this direction on Resurrection Sunday is because there are some people who think that they're serving a dead God. That God is somehow not in the picture. That God doesn't care or God is not interested in what's going on. But I can tell you right now with everything in my heart that God is a God of the living. And not only that, but I have a record, amen, that when I was lost, come on somebody. When I couldn't see my way out of, out of all the circumstances and the darkness in my life, the God, the God of the living showed up right on time. Do I have anybody here this morning that understand that he is the God of the living? That even in this pandemic, we have a living God. A God who sits high and look low. A God who's intimately acquainted with all of our ways. And I'm grateful today that in spite of what death is trying to do, Christ is alive. I thank God for that. Jesus, amen, answers the Sadducees. And imagine, imagine this, imagine the Sadducees who thought that there was, imagine this, that they thought... That there were no resurrection. Listen, if there wasn't a resurrection, why are we doing this? If Jesus didn't raise from the dead, then why are we doing this? Listen, the person that believes that there's no resurrection, they just live for the moment. They live for now. They don't live for the future. They don't live as if there's a future ahead of them. I don't want you to worry about death. I don't even want you to be scared of death. As a matter of fact, when death shows up, you ask death, where is your sting? Because the last time I checked, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians that absent from the body may be, must, may be, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And somebody here today, you're, you're afraid of death, but I, I want to tell you that there will be one day. A resurrection. Some of your loved ones that you've lost. Amen. During this pandemic. That if they knew Jesus Christ. That you and I will one day see them again. This is my message. Not just to Vision Church. But to the world. That we have resurrection power in us through Jesus Christ. So there's no need to worry. The Sadducees thought that there would be no resurrection. Imagine if there was no resurrection. We would just live and die. And 
Can I say this to you? That's how the world feels today. That's how the world and those who are without Jesus today, that's how they feel. I say to you that it's a lie. It's a lie from hell that you and I will resurrect one day. Jesus calls them out for not having a correct understanding about God. Look at verse 29. Verse 29, he calls them out. He says, but Jesus answered and said to them, you are mistaken and not understanding the scripture. Lord have mercy. Nor the power of God. See, I believe that's what the problem is today. Many people have a misunderstanding of the scripture and the power of God. Can I ask you a question? When was the last time you've experienced the power of God? And if we misunderstand the scripture, come on somebody, then we'll have a misunderstanding of the God of the scripture. Come here with me. Watch what he says. He says, for in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. So in other words, he says that when we get to heaven one day, amen, and at the resurrection, we will not marry or be given into marriage, but we will be like angels. I thank God that that's a hopeful situation. That one day we don't have to worry about this or that, but we have to, we will be just like angels. Our whole nature will change. So there's hope for somebody here who is struggling with death and even the idea of it or even the ones that you have lost to this virus. That one day when we resurrect, hallelujah. That we will be like angels. The text says, look what the text says, saints. The text says, Jesus said, but regarding the resurrection of the dead. Have you not read, watch this, what was spoken to you by God? See, it's so important that you read the word of God. That you get into the word of God. That you saturate yourself in the word of God during this time of disconnect from the house of God. It's important that you read the scriptures but get a proper interpretation of the scriptures. Because it's the word that will hold you up. The Bible calls the word a rock. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and is able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Amen. The Word of God is what will bring us through if we properly interpret it according to the way it was meant to be interpreted. Do I have a witness? And so I know you've been reading the news. And I know you've been on Facebook and Instagram. And you've been getting your theology from different places. But pick up the word, saints. Pick up the word and find out what God says about himself 
in the word of God. Many of us have the wrong idea of God. Some of us think God is causing this. Or God allowed this to punish us. But I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that we must understand the God of the Bible. So, I just want to encourage you with these words. The God of the living, come on somebody, can sustain you, can strengthen you, can support you. Watch this. And he can be sufficient in a time like this. The God of the living. Jesus goes on to say in verse 31. He says to them. But regarding the resurrection of the dead. Have you not read what was spoken. Amen. To you by God. Verse 32 says. And, 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 and let me give you the points now. He says, I am the God of Abraham. Now, God is using or attaching his name, amen, to some people. Come on, somebody. You got to walk with me now. Got to walk with me. You got to stay in the Bible now. Watch this now. He says, I am. First of all, let's just stop right quick and say he's the I am. Right? Now, now, now here's what's interesting about this part, this, this particular scripture. This is Jesus making a direct quote from Exodus 3.6. Watch this. This was the time when Moses was in the mountain of God. And Moses saw God in the burning bush. This is the covenant name that God used to remind Moses <laughs> that he is the God of the living. Check this out. Moses had been on the other side of the mountain. In what I call the university of wilderness. Amen. Those of you who have been reading your Bible much long and who haven't picked it up in a while. Moses had killed an Egyptian. He was on the run. He's a fugitive. And this is 40 years later. And here he is. He has an experience with God. Watch this. And his experience with God brought him to a place where when he met God, God says, I am. This is direct quote. I am the God of Abraham. Do I have anybody? Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. The burning bush, when God said to him, watch this, I've seen the affliction of my people and heard their cry and I'm sending you to deliver them. He says to the people, do you not understand what the scripture says about who God says he is? That God has heard your cry. Come on, somebody. He's heard your weeping. He's heard, he's seen your tears. And he says, I am, don't get it twisted. I am the God of Abraham. So the first thing is this. The living God is a God who keeps who keeps 
who keeps his promises. He promised you this. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He promised you that greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And watch this. The Abrahamic covenant, the Lord repeated the covenant promise. Watch this. To three generations. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why did he say to to Moses, I am the God of Abraham. He wanted him to look back to the promises that he made to Abraham and understood that even though they were in Egypt and even though they had been there a long time, watch this, and they had they were crying out and they had lost hope and Pharaoh was killing them off. The Bible says that God appears to his man Moses and says I am the God of Abraham I have not forgotten and I haven't forgotten you and I haven't forgotten you and I haven't forgotten what you guys are going through right now I'm fully aware of what you're going through why because I am the God of the living do I have anybody Abraham was called out of Ur of the Chaldeans to Canaan and and the Lord established his covenant with him. Remember this, he's a covenant God. I'll talk about that next week. But watch this, he's a God who keeps his promise. But if you don't know his word and you don't know his promises, how can you hold on to anything in a time like this? Yes, you're going to panic. Yes, you're going to throw in the towel. Yes, you're going to give up. Yes, you're going to try to just say, forget it. But listen, he's the God of the living. The Bible says, Jesus quotes this. He says, he is the God of Abraham. But, but before we go there, he says he's the God of Isaac. Now, his name is pronounced Isaac in the Hebrew. Isaac is a very interesting character to me. First of all, the situation around his birth is very, very amazing. His parents waited a long time. God promised Abraham and Sarah, Sarai, that they would have a son. But God left out one particular detail. How long would it take? How long would this pandemic last? But I thank God that not only is he a God who keeps his promises... But here's the interesting part about him referring to himself as the God of Isaac. When Sarah and Abraham got impatient, don't you get impatient. Don't you throw in the towel just yet. It may seem like a long time coming. It may seem like God has forgotten you. But you got to remember that in order for your faith to grow, you have to learn how to wait. And while waiting, they panicked. Amen. And I want to tell you, don't you panic in a time like this. 
He says he's the God of Abraham. He'll keep his promise. But he says he's the God of Isaac. Isaac now, watch this, is the son that they've been waiting on. We're waiting. (laughs) And we're anticipating. And we're ready to get out of this holding pattern. But I want to help somebody here today (laughs) to let you know that you got to hold on (laughs) to God's promises. But not only is he a God who keeps his promise, but he's a God. He's a God who is faithful. He's faithful to perform what he says he's going to perform. He reaffirms the same covenant he made, watch this, with Abraham to his son Isaac. God reaffirms the promise, watch this, to Isaac. And I want to help somebody here this morning to let you know. Boy, I wish I had some shouting folks somewhere on here. Amen. I wish I had some shouting folk up in here. Amen. Watch this. He's a God who is faithful. He was faithful to Abraham. He was faithful to Isaac. And when the time came, watch this. Abraham was born. uh, Isaac was born right on time. But watch this. But right after Isaac was born, he says to Abraham, come here, bring that boy here. Let's sacrifice him. God wants to know, do you love the son more than you love the S-O-N? Do you love God more than you love me? God wants to know, do you love the things that I've given you or do you love me? Do I have anybody? So when God gives you a blessing, he expects you to release it so that you can get some more blessings. See, you don't fall in love with the blessing. You fall in love with the blesser. The living God is who we fall in love with. The God of the living. He says in his word, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac. But here's an interesting fact. He says he is the God of Jacob. Now, oh Lord Jesus, let me help somebody. He says he's the God of Jacob. Let me, let me explain. Why would God even attach his name to a trickster? His name means heel catcher. Second place. Amen. His name really means misfit. Amen. One who's always one who's always coming in. Second. One who's always coming in. Second. And I thank God <laughs> that the book of Genesis portrays Jacob, the character of Jacob, as one who is a deceiver. He deceives the members of his own family, stole his brother's birthright, but yet God, come on and help me somebody. These are Isaac's sons, watch this. Yet God is still faithful to a trickster. What does that mean? In the midst of this pandemic, God may be trying to get you out of your tricky ways. But he wants you to know that even though you may have messed up, I'm still faithful to you. And guess what? I'm still alive. So not only is he a God 
who keeps his promise. Not only is he a God who is faithful, but the next thing is, he's a God of grace. Oh, I thank God for grace. Because I remember just before the pandemic and during the pandemic, I've had some moments where I needed some grace. Thank God this morning that he has given us grace and mercy. Thank God that he took a trickster like Jacob and he attached his name to him and say, I am the God of Abraham. Isaac and Jacob. Touch your neighbor next to you and say he's the God of the living. Now watch this. The dead can't praise him. But we can. And you're wondering where's God in all this? He's right next to you. Where's God in all this? He's right around you. Where's God in all this? Pay attention. Amen. He made a promise and he's going to keep it. Here's the promise he made for you. We will will not experience death. Amen. As we should. And one day. Hallelujah. The dead in Christ. Will rise first. And they that remain will be caught up. To be with him in the air. And I want to encourage somebody here this morning. To let you know. That it ain't over yet. The God of the living. Is still with us. Stop thinking that God is dead. He's not dead. He's alive and well. He's no longer in that grave. But he rose from the dead. I wish I had somebody. And the text says, I am the God of Abraham. I I just wanted to remind you because sometimes the God that we're calling on is not the right God. Uh, That God belongs on Netflix. Uh, That God belongs in your imagination. But the God I imagine and the God that's in the word... It's two different gods. Listen, God says, I'm going to put a pause on all sporting events. You know why? Because I want worship. I'm tired of y'all lifting your hands to your team and not lifting your hands to me. You want to know what I think about the pandemic? No, you don't. Watch this. The God of the living says, I'm going to do it in phases. Because I want glory because I've shown you grace. Come on, somebody. Watch the text. The text says, Jesus says. Now, this is Jesus testifying about his father. He says, he is not the God of the dead. Hallelujah. But the God of the living. Do you have breath in your body? Do you have breath in your body this morning? Are you breathing right now? Inhale for me. Now exhale. You're breathing. Your God is living. Because you are alive. Watch this. 
David said, if I die, who's going to praise you? And David wanted to prolong his life. For me, for me to live is Christ and for me to die is gain. Watch this. Watch this. Paul understood something. That either way, he wins. If he lives on, he lives for Christ. If he dies, it's a greater gain because he's not just dead, he's alive. But he's a God of the living. And watch this. And while this message may not be popular with everybody, I thank God that it's what's keeping me. It's what's going to sustain me. What the scripture says. I'm not telling you anything other than what the scripture says. Look what he says. He says he's not a God of the, of the dead, but of the living. Are you without hope today? During this pandemic, don't panic. The living God is with you. So my last point is this. Not only is he a God of, who keeps his promises. Not only is he the God who is faithful. Not only is he a God of grace, but lastly, he's a God who is among the living. He is among the living. What does that mean? Today, you may be asking, how do I know he's the living God? Well, here's how I know. There's an empty tomb. (laughs) in Jerusalem. He's alive and he's not dead. Listen, he's not a dead God. He's a living God. And today, maybe you're asking, how do I know this? There's an empty tomb. And listen, and let me say this. You have to trust and believe that the God that is living is there with you. There's there's a song, and the song is entitled, Because He Lives. It goes like this. God sent His Son. They called Him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior's life lives. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living. Just because he lives. How sweet to hold a newborn baby. And feel the pride and joy he gives. But greater still the calm assurance. This child can face uncertain days. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. And then one day, I'll cross the river. I'll fight life's final war with pain. And then as death gives way to victory, I'll see the lights of glory. And I'll know He reigns because he lives. I can face tomorrow because he lives. All fear is gone because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living 
just because he lives. I thank God this morning that Jesus, hallelujah, he went up to God, got this hill. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. They dropped him low. They put him in a board tomb. But early, I said early, Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. I thank God that he lives today. He lives today. And because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because he lives, he holds my future. Thank God that life is worth living, even in a pandemic. He lives, y'all. He lives. Thank God. He lives. The God. The God. The God of the living. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. Right where you are. Tell him thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that while the world is panicking, while folk are losing their minds, we have a living God. The God of Abraham. The God of Isaac. The God of Jacob. A living God. A living God. Hallelujah. To his holy and righteous name. Thank you, Father. Because he lives. Because he lives. Because he lives. Thank you, Lord. That we serve a living God. Don't ever forget that. Don't let the God of your imagination cause you to forget the God of the Bible. God has done some amazing things. Even in the midst of this pandemic. Stop for a minute. And ask yourself a question. What is it? What is it that he's doing in your life to prove, not just to prove, but to show exactly what I'm talking about from the scripture? The Sadducees had it messed up. They thought that you just live and die. No, we don't just live and die. We live and then we live. Amen. For me to live is Christ, and for me to die is gain. He says, I would rather be absent from the body. He said, but that wouldn't be beneficial to you, but I stay on in this body. Watch this, because it's beneficial for you. Amen. There are times where we may feel like, you know what, it's time to just give up. But don't you give up. There's a lot more to live for. And as I close today, amen, I want to pray for you today. I want to pray for you today.